This is the Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com podcast with Trevor Monaghan and Clive Jones. In this series, we will make fun of each other and share some of our self proclaimed wisdom about understanding what your business is worth now, how to make it worth more, and how to get it ready for sale. Welcome back to Sell My Business in 10 Weeks. I'm Clive Jones, business coach. I'm Trevor Monaghan, chartered accountant and business valuer extraordinaire. <laughs> funny <laughs> man. Stick over that. And, and funny man. Um, and today we're back to talk to you about the first section, the key opening section in your information memorandum, which is all about the opportunity. Now, the opportunity is, is just to paint that picture of uh, the sort of business that uh, the potential buyers looking at getting into. So what Trevor is the main components of the um, the opportunity. Okay, so everything's you know everything's about context. So we've talked about the psychology of selling. Selling anything is about finding that you know someone that's got a need or someone's got a problem to solve. You produce a product that solves that problem. We call that product a solution. In this case, this is just one hell of a sale. The psychology doesn't change. We're trying to meet that need or that problem that someone's got. Hopefully, that the solution is them buying our business for a good price. And our information memorandum is the document that's going to communicate um, how our solution, which is our business, is going to solve their problem, whatever that is, whether they're trying to make more money or they're trying to take a competitor out, which is us, mm. or, or whatever. Um, in the last couple of episodes, particularly, we've been talking about the information memorandum document itself. We do have an, a template available on our website, which is super cheap. Um, you can't get anything like this for the same kind of price anywhere on the internet. Uh, which is the reason we created it. Um, and just as a bit of history, if this is the first podcast you listen to, sellmybusinessin10weeks.com is our website. We're not suggesting literally that everyone should sell the business in 10 weeks. We just think it's a really good catchy name. There's roughly about 10 steps to selling your business. Uh, in theory, you can sell your business in 10, in 10 weeks if you know what you're doing. Um, and you know, But obviously, most businesses are nowhere near ready for sale because they've spent 10, 20, 30 years not getting them ready for sale. Not, not gearing up for it. Um, but, you know, in the information memorandum itself, there's 10 sections. In today's podcast, we're going to talk about opportunity, which is the leading section. So a bit, bit of history there. So what we want to see is, you know, this is your one big push. If you imagine um, someone reading, you know, they've got a vague interest in your business. The context is they've, you know, they've found out some way that you're selling your business, whether it's because you've listed it and they've asked the broker for some information whether it's you've gone to them directly and said, I've got a business for sale, you're interested in looking at it. Maybe just they've signed a confidentiality agreement and they've said, well, give me the information. Um, there's any number of ways they've got this document, but they've got it because they've got at least a vague interest in buying the business. So you need to think about, okay, they're, they're, they're potentially going to buy a business to solve that problem. What is this, you know, what is this big opportunity for them? So part of this obviously relies on you understanding um, this potential buyer. And every potential buyer's got different motives. So you can either create a very bland information memorandum where the opportunity might be something like, it'll make the buyer money. Mm. Um, this is the opportunity to make it stand out from the crowd. Mm. If you think about it, if someone's got a vague interest for your business and maybe they're looking at five or six other businesses, do you think they're going to read a you know, 15, 20, 30 page document in its entirety if the first couple of pages aren't interesting? I don't think so. So the whole point of the opportunity is obviously it's got to be all the truth, but at the same time it's got to be exciting them about, ah, this no. thing might solve my problem. 
and they're coming at it with a problem. They've got obviously money to spend. Hopefully that's the problem. They want to burn some mm. cash. Uh, unlikely. Their problem is they, they need to acquire you for a strategic reason or for another reason. And you need to tell them, you need to slap them in the face instantly from the very first paragraph that they're in the right place. When you talk about a problem too, Trevor, I mean, it might just be a desire, a goal that they have that they want to buy a business. You know, the, the problem might be that, you know, maybe they've got a rich spouse that's given them, a, you know, a man amount of money to buy a cafe. Or they've just been made redundant. Been made, yep, and we see that happen. So, you know, in an ideal world, you'd create an information mm. memorandum for each prospect mm. in an ideal world, but yeah. you don't want to take it to that degree. Uh, if but it perhaps what you can do in the document is to cover each of the scenarios. Okay, so let's just talk briefly about some of the subheadings in that section that we suggest. And nothing that we say is a rule. It's just a guideline that we think is a fairly good practice practice mm-hmm. to start with for most businesses. So yeah. the big opportunity in the marketplace. So, okay, so you're a plumbing business or you're a bookkeeper or you're an engineer or you're a cafe or you're a construction business. What is it about your industry and your in the marketplace within the industry at the moment that makes it an attractive opportunity? So in every industry, there's always, okay, there's always, there's doom and gloom in every industry, but there's also success in every industry. What are some of the good things about your industry that means that you know there's success can still be had in your industry? So if you're in construction, for example, um, yes, there's a lot of failures in construction, but there's also a lot of successes. You should be pointing someone to some of these successes potentially, what has been successful for them and why your business is well placed, which is actually the second the second subheading. Why mm-hmm. is this business mm. well placed? So, what? so there may be, for example, a particular niche in the marketplace that you're in. Yeah, so narrow it down to that. So construction, niche. for example, it might be okay. Um, Australia, and I, I know we've got some overseas listers, but in Australia, we've got a bit of a an undersupply of property. Um, you know, you look at the rental market. There's a lot of a lot of um, uh, demand for rentals that's not being met by the supply. Doesn't necessarily mean it's at the moment leading into higher house prices necessarily. It has over the last five to ten years, but at the moment it's not. But you know, it would be you know, and it, you know, it wouldn't be incorrect to say there's a chance that because of the increased demand and lowering supply that there's going to be um, a good demand for construction services in rental properties. If that's what you believed, and you could get, uh, and there's no way to prove that. So if that's what you believe, and a buyer can believe that as well, hmm. then you should be talking about that. If, if that's the niche, increases your opportunity. If that's the niche that you're operating in, then hmm. you've got to be specific. You're not just a yeah. construction company. You're constructing. Uh, dwellings for the investment market. Now, we're not saying this this is the right way to go about it for every business. This is just one example of how you might go about picking a niche because you don't want to be bland. Again, if this person was looking at five construction businesses and all of them said, we're a construction business, here's the financials. Mm. And except for yours, yours is the fifth one they read and, it's, and this one, oh, there's a document that goes with the financials and it says, Here's the research you've done and the analysis. This, this, to, this is what we know about the industry that we're working in. And this is why we're well placed mm. compared to our competitors to take advantage of that thing. Maybe that's there's right. some contracts you've got mm. in place. Maybe there's some alliances. That's just the kind of thing yep. that you need to be talking about here because mm-hmm. it's it's like the so what test. Mm. We're a construction company been around 20 years. Mm. So what? So what? You know, we're a construction company been around 20 years. We've got joint venture alliances with... Um, so-and-so who have got a sales distribution channel to sell to investors. Here are the statistics for the number of um, you know people that come to the seminars or blah, blah, blah. And I'm not advocating that level of that type of business because I don't like the, you know, selling properties that way. 
But that could be an example of how you could show with some evidence that not only is that marketplace there, but you're actually in some kind of position better than competitors to achieve it. Whatever that is, it doesn't have to be the, the whole extent of contractual relationships. Just the fact that you're thinking about it and have got some kind of plan from the perception of the buyer, that blows your competitors out of the water. That's right. Because yeah. even if they've got a plan, they're not talking about it. Mm. And sometimes they're just talking about what, talking about the obvious. So after you've talked about what is the big opportunity and why, why is this business, mm. your business, well-placed? And what's the bit, and the that, what's the bit part, that people miss? Yeah. Is, is when, when, let's say, you know, I'm the buyer now and I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, this is a good-looking business. And um, so the opportunities there, I think uh, we're well-placed to make some money out of it. And, uh, but what happens if I buy the business? How do, where, where do I go from? Yeah, from here. So you need need some kind of transition plan. But yeah, what are you actually going to do to make it easy for the buyer? Yeah, for me to actually take over this business. Yeah, to slot in for a seamless transition so that yeah it keeps running as successful as it has been, and then I've got the opportunity to build from that. You've got to think about the psychology. You make an assertion. Your assertion is this: we're, we're in a great position, mm. we're in a great market, and the person buying mm. it straight away or looking at buying it could be thinking, yeah. "Yeah, but that's because you're there," mm. or "Yeah," and you might say, "Look, I'm, I'm, again, sticking with the construction example, I'm, I'm the president of the regional master builders association." Mm. Uh, well, okay, well that's great for you. Mm. How does it help me as a buyer? Are you coming mm. with the business? And maybe maybe you're not coming with mm. the business, so we've got a bit of a problem. So. And, and, and in this sort of section, we also want to share why you want to get out of the business. Yeah. What are your genuine reasons oh, for yeah, exactly, cause they, getting out Exactly, because they're wondering, are you just dropping it while it's hot? Yeah, like, what? yeah <laughs> this is fantastic. Yeah, why in the world would you want to get out of the why business? Why would you get out now? Like, yeah. is there, mm. you know, obviously, a lot of people talk about their health, and that, whether, mm. sometimes that's a bit of a ruse. Mm. Um, just because a bit of an excuse, you know. Often it's because the creditors are knocking on the door because the business has got that bad yeah. cash flow. Yeah. Um, you know, if that, I mean, if that's the case, if cash flow is bad, they're going to find that out. Mm. So again, the transition plan could be, you know, talking about with an injection of capital from the new owner, mm. and maybe the business is profitable, but it's got short-term cash flow issues because it doesn't have enough working capital. So in the transition plan here, you again, you're talking about the big opportunity, but you're also trying to answer those questions that are going on the buyer's mm. mind about, well, yeah, so what, that, that can all change. Well, no, because we've got this thing where we've, we've even done budgets here. If we had another $100,000 in working capital, then we've proven here over a five-year forecast that everything's back in line. Mm. We just, we're missing 100 grand capital. Because the handbrake's on a little bit, we can't grow as fast as you know, the, the market's allowing us to. Simply so we because keep of cash talking flow. about it. Don't let the buyer make any assumptions. That's right. You, you answer those assumptions mm. that you, you, can, you, you can predict they're gonna come up with. Yeah answer them so you need to need to think you know are you prepared to stay on in the business for any period of time to help with the transition what a great place to actually offer your services Mm. in that section in a way that they're going to go well that's nice Mm. that's going to really help me out that's that's gives them peace of mind whether or not that's paid Mm. um, most people would do it paid but it would be a huge carrot if you mm. could be in a position to offer at least some period of service. A consulting service or you know, maybe something. One or three months mm. unpaid with yeah. you know an option of another 12 paid. Mm. I don't know. But you've got to think of it again. The buyer, what, what are they? Mm. Maybe they're a huge construction business and they don't need you. Yeah. They've got, they're smarter than you anyway. They just want that, that bit of intellectual property. Contract that you've got. Or, maybe it's yeah. the contract. Maybe it's the location. Mm. 
Uh, maybe you're part of a franchise and they want to buy the, mm-hmm. that franchise location. But you got to, mm-hmm. again, you know, again, you got to not lose sight of the context. The context is this is not a this is not a document so that you write it and then you show all your friends and go look how good am I? A I've got a good business and B now I've got a good document saying so. It's that's great. If you want to do that in your spare time, mm. go ahead. That's not what this document's for. This document's going to make you money if you can link that need, um, you know, in a way mm. you know to the buyer in a way that's going to communicate yeah. the value or the opportunities we use here and yeah. in a way that mitigates the risks. Have you also thought in this in this section you you can put if if you've actually thought about what sort of deal structure you'd like, um, how do you actually want to sell it? You know, you want all the cash up front, or you know, is there a way that you're prepared to transition? What, what's included in the sale? Are you selling everything, holus bolus, or is there just like um, a series of accounts or contracts that you're prepared to sell? Yeah, is it? The the full and business entity, just the assets, yeah. And you can even say, I've seen it, I've seen it done where you might have a, a sort of a non-negotiable and a negotiable section. Mm. You say, well, the non-negotiables are that I'm retiring, mm. that you don't buy the company because my company does other stuff, you just buy the business out of the company. Mm. Or that we want to keep this bit of machinery or want to keep this car because yeah. that's the wife's car, it's only in there for tax reasons. Yeah. Um, so, you know, there's some, there's some non-negotiable things, but most things, you know, there's always a price. Most things in business are negotiable. Like if for the wife's car, for example, they might say, well, we really like that. Mm. There's always a price. That's right. <laughs> There's always, so, you know, but at the same time, you're trying to get someone to, mm. um, you know, in, in sales here, you talk about having the buyer being able to visualize having bought your product mm. or service before they buy it. That's going to make yeah. them feel much more comfortable. So you want them sitting there imagining them driving your business, mm. just like someone imagine, you know, you don't have to worry about someone imagining driving a car when you're selling a car, you're sitting mm. in the car and you drive it. That's it them take for a drive that's how cars get sold you're trying to basically put them in a position where they can visualize what the business looks like what the opportunity is how buying your business is the best way for them to grab hold of that opportunity what is this transition so that the opportunity is still going to be there once you're not there if that's what's happening and what is the deal structure how are that how's actually going to come to fruition are they going to own the shares they're going to own the business are they still going to have debt are they going to take your debt on mm-hmm. do they need to go and get their own debt they need to be thinking about this because they need to start thinking about how they're, how they're going to fund this. Uh, you're going to actually take, quite happy to take, um, you know, not cash, but shares in their business, which is going to change, you know, a lot of public companies, they don't, they buy the public companies, they don't have any cash in the bank. What they do is they offer shares mm. in themselves, which in theory, the, the seller could go to the marketplace and just sell if it's an ASX mm. or a NASDAQ listed stock. So... That's going to make a big difference because if I if I'm a buyer and I've got a huge reason to buy your business, no money in the bank, but I've got shares I could offer in my own business. If you say to me, um, cash is the only way, well I'm just going to I'm going to stop reading that page. That's right. I've got no cash. Yeah. But if you say to me, um, quite happy to do a deal on on trading stock, mm. then suddenly I'm back in the picture. I'm going to keep reading. If you don't say anything, then you're leaving up to me to make an assumption. Mm. I might assume you just want cash and I'll stop reading. So again, don't assume that they're going to have, you know, because people would come to things with their own perspective. Might be where you consider vendor finance too. Maybe there's a bit near, so maybe mm. you, you do put into there that you would consider it if mm. you think that that would be the thing that would make them read the next mm. page. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's a bit like, a, you know, a sales letter if you're running sales letter. The, the headline sells the first paragraph. The first paragraph sells the second, second paragraph. paragraph. That's right. And you don't genuinely buy anything until they get to the end, but you've got to get mm. them to the end. 
Um, no one's going to read your first page yep. and buy your business. That's right. But they're not going to read the second page if they didn't like the first. So what we've what we've covered there is pretty much what you're selling as an opportunity. There's, there's probably not, nothing too much more that you could put in there. You might again, you know, use use. You know, we're, we're talking a lot of words here. This is an audio, you know, podcast. The visual aspect is not to be forgotten too. You you might be writing your information memorandum, but in each of these sections, you can actually use some pictures, maybe even links to videos on your website or something like that that people can um, get a real good understanding of what your business is all about. And you know, think about the buyer. Don't don't leave any ammunition. If you've got something to say, make sure it's in the mm. opportunity page because you won't get mm. a chance from the Reddit if they don't go past that page. Yeah. Fire all, gun, all guns are blazing and keep it in context. So that you know that's a good wrap up. And obviously every business is different. Every business does need to be able to articulate their own opportunity. If you don't have an opportunity to articulate, if, you, if you're saying that page isn't relevant to my business, you've got a fundamental problem with your business mm. and you're going to have a hard time selling it. And so you, what you're saying is there's no opportunity. There's no opportunity. So why mm. would anybody... It's like saying, mm. buy this thing, there's no value mm. at any price. Yeah. What's the point? So, and if you don't, if you don't have something of value now, well, isn't now a great time to start creating something mm. in your business to so that you can proudly put that into your opportunity page? Mm-hmm. Okay, because people are going to be wondering what, what is the opportunity. Yeah. So that's probably enough for that section. Again, if you want more details, more... more um, Examples and some online video training. That's all inside the, the information memorandum template product. Again, it's it's I think it's less than hundred dollars at this stage. At the time of recording, that could go up or down. We're getting some really good feedback. You can find that on sellmybusinessin10weeks.com if you're not there already. Subscribe to the podcast there. Get some freebies as well just for subscribing. And in the next podcast, we're going to talk about what to put in your business background and structure section. Um, it sounds common sense it is a bit of common sense but it's not commonly applied so fairly sweet and short that one should be but uh yeah there's still a little bit of logic to follow and if you haven't if you haven't listened to the podcast we really appreciate you you know or we really think you would benefit if you go back and listen from the first one uh, and if you're not happy with any of the podcasts well, we'll give you a full refund of your purchase price yeah of definitely nothing, of nothing. I'm, I'm free yeah all the time <laughs> So, yeah. yeah, and we really value your comments and feedback on iTunes or on the webpage. And um, I think that's all from me. And uh, me too. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Sell My Business in 10 Weeks.com podcast. And just remember, the advice is only generally nature. But if you are serious about selling your business, you should check out the resources page of our website where we've got videos and templates to create an awesome pitch document for your business, which you will need if you're selling. And don't forget to subscribe on our website for advanced notification and bonus materials.